Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Maria Villablanca, and we are here for uh, FinTV, one of our podcast sessions. This is a really exciting podcast because we're going to be talking to two very important people with very interesting opinions on diversity. In general, we're going to be talking about supply chain. We're going to be talking about the future of work, uh, which is very exciting. So I'm going to introduce you to two ladies, uh, Karina Tirala, who is Vice President of Global Supply Chain Management at Tom Taylor Group, and Annika Tibe, who is the Supply Chain Director uh, Cargill for Starches, Sweeteners, and Texturizers Europe. Uh, welcome to FinTV. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, why don't uh, you both tell us a little bit about yourself so far and, uh, uh, and why you're interested in this topic? Very good. So uh, I'm Annika Tibe. I'm the supply chain director in, uh, in Cargo for the sweetness, starters, and texturizers business. Uh, but I have not been here for quite a long, for, for such a long time. I actually come, uh, my background is from Procter & Gamble, where I started, made my career always in supply chain, and where I really discovered how great supply chain could be and how it can be, become a competitive advantage uh, for many, many companies. So I, I learned my passion of supply chain through Procter & Gamble, and I'm now very happy that I can apply that in a business that is not so, so sophisticated yet uh, here in, in Cargill. And where I'm really passionate about is, is diversity, but not female men only, but also how we think about uh, nationalities, age diversity, how come that sometimes we are people that make the decisions about technology are men that are typically older or longer in the, in the organization. And well, we, we should have maybe some younger folks that, that rock the boat a little bit. So I'm really passionate about the topic, but in the whole uh, yeah, perspective or the whole spectrum of, of, of it. Right. Thank you, Annika. Thank you very much. Now, Karina? Sure. So big hello from my side. Um, I'm actually passionate about supply chain through my entire career. The last two and a half years I spent at the Tom Taylor Group, um, as you said, Maria, in the role of the Global Supply Chain Management Lead. Prior to that, I actually used to work for the Adidas Group and all sorts of different um, supply chain functions. And before that, I even used to be a forwarding agent. So really, since I left school, um, my life is a purely supply chain, which I'm passionate about. In terms of diversity, I can only echo what Annika just said. My biggest, um, best experiences, really, I have made when I used to work in very diverse teams. Um, and I do believe that as you said, it's not just about gender. That's just one piece of it, really. It's about the experience of the people. It's about the different skills that they actually bring. And at the end of the day, it's about the different opinions that they actually share throughout the work that you do with them. And this is where I personally used to be most successful in the teamwork that we actually did. I think, I think that's, a, that's a very good way to, to, to start this session. We, we all came together because at our recent supply chain event in Dusseldorf, uh, you were both on a, on, a, on a very interesting panel that we initially titled uh, Gender Diversity, but quickly evolved into a wider conversation about diversity uh, and about the importance of having diverse teams. Um, in your experience, and I'm sure you've worked both individually and within teams, within your businesses. Maybe, maybe if you guys could answer a little bit about the benefits of diversity in uh, teamwork. Yeah, so, so uh, let me give you an a, example about diversity in uh, thoughts. Um, for example, we have typically in supply chain, a lot of engineers, right? That think, you know, in the boxes and want to uh, work for via a particular uh, process, actions, and uh, but now I currently, for example, have somebody in my team that comes with a background of sales, 
and it gives a completely different perspective to the discussions we have uh, about you know putting the customer first what is it that the customer wants so for me uh, that type of diversity also in profiles eh, MBTI profiles is very key to get to completely different outcomes than you would originally think and 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 that that really opens uh, for me a lot of doors and making sure that we are looking at the whole uh, yeah list of opportunities versus only what we as engineers think is uh, is what the customer needs maybe just just a thought on that um, because you said there were people from different skill sets really joining the team um, I can actually echo that we just recently implemented SAP um, at Tom Taylor which of course is a very um, technology driven project and what we realized was that no one alone could actually tackle that challenge. And what we did is we called that a leading change initiative. And we basically asked the senior leader management team across the company, no matter what they would do. Um, so we had HR people, we had sales people, um, we had finance and controlling people, we had supply chain people, we had um, transformation people, they all were there. And basically each of us then was asked to tackle a different work stream. And we ended up that someone from, master, uh, from HR was actually leading a master data workstream. And when we started the chat, when we started the project, um, of course, there was big question marks in their faces. And, and they said, well, we don't even know what master data means. And we then said, yes, and it's great that you don't because you will actually tackle it just perfectly. And at the end of the day, this leading change initiative really enabled us then to kind of transform the entire company to get everyone onboarded onto the project. And I think it was a huge success actually afterwards. So, so diversity is, I, I think, works well towards team uh, building and towards the kind of work that is required uh, uh, with teams. Do you all think that over the last 10, 15 years, supply chain has evolved, maybe business models have evolved uh, that therefore require different thinking? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm a true believer that right now, I think supply chain is probably one of the most disruptive areas um, across all industries, really. Um, and you said it quite rightly, I think, Maria, the world around us is just constantly changing. I mean, no matter if you live in projects or if you have to deal with day-to-day -day operations, there's always something unexpected happening. From a supply chain point of view, maybe, who would have believed that such a big carrier as Hanjin actually would go bankrupt? No one could have seen that. Um, I don't know all the challenges we have across Asia, and then we do our projects in an agile implementation method. So everything is just quick. Um, and I do think that coming out of that, you actually do need those different opinions. And at the end of the day, I think the mix between kind of the, the traditional way of doing things and, and having the experience and the calmness is, is super important. At the same time, you need the new thinking um, and, and people who are actually up to date on what happens and that are kind of bold enough as well to take decisions without maybe having the business case ready until the third decimal place. I think that is exactly what will make it successful and what will be the competitive advantage at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, indeed, think about the, the new companies, you know, that didn't exist 10, 10 years ago. What makes them so great? And typically what we see now, it is because of their supply chain. The way they handle, you know, the interface with customers, it's easy, hassle-free. You can, you can, you know, it, it is their, their supply chain that I think is their competitive advantage. In the end, 
all of the salespeople in, are even cut out, right, on Amazon. I mean, who is selling? It's, it's, the, it's the website. It's the fact that you can deliver, uh, order something online. You can track it. You get it the, the next day. So there, I think, uh, I'm very excited because, you know, for example, the company I work for now, we are not there yet. And I think that's where we can um, uh, really tap into a whole list of opportunities. And for that, we need diverse people, people who do not think like 10, 15 years ago, because everything has changed. Everything is, you know, uh, we look at about how we work on our apps. And also for that, you need people that know how how good looks like. So, uh so yes, I think only with diversity and getting getting that in, uh, age diversity, international diversity, um, we we can build the best supplies in that there is. You, you said something very interesting there in terms of both of you did actually with regards to the supply chain industry and where it is today, uh, how it compares to 10, 15 years ago. There are different methodologies, right? There are different uh, types of thinking. We as consumers have changed. Businesses have changed dramatically. We talked about this when we were uh, in Dusseldorf, which was, does supply chain have an image issue? You know, is supply chain one of those things, one of those industries or one of those professions that is considered to be a, a hands-on, warehousey uh, type of profession? Number one, is that what the profession looks like today? I mean, I'm talking to both people that work within this industry. And two, if it isn't, why is it that that is the perception? So I'm, I'm the first one, maybe. Um, it isn't, uh, clearly. So I think the times where you would actually um, kind of picture supply chain as a warehousing job, um, those are definitely gone. And I'm even not sure if they were always there, to be very honest with you. Um, so I think um, the perception, I do agree. I do think that actually the moment you start talking about supply chain, you get a lot of questions. Um, so a lot of people actually would ask you, well, what exactly does that mean? Um, and then, of course, there's the famous sentence, we'll make sure that we deliver the product at the right time, at the right cost um, to the customer and the consumer out there. Um, however, I do think that very rarely, if you're not used to have done work within the supply chain industry, it's quite tough to actually anticipate how day-to-day -day job looks like. Um, and, and it's a great question on why it's a perception that actually supply chain is still a bit dusty because exactly as Annika just said, I mean, it's all around apps, it's all about data, it's all around um, different geographies really, and, and it's different challenges. Um, it's, an, it's a global task really that we need to come up with, kind of connecting the dots um, within yeah, minutes or hours. And I, I don't know, to be honest with you, why there is still the perception. I think maybe we're not doing a great job in recruiting yet. Um, maybe we actually need to go out there more often and, and kind of explain on what we exactly do and how that could look like. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's easy. No, no, it's it, no, completely right. Uh, people, if you ask in, in, in many areas, people think if you're talking supply chain, they think it's trucks and warehouses and, you know, moving products from A to B, but uh, it's all about technology that's around it and it needs connecting the dots in seconds where yeah. you can, um, provide customers with, with their with their product and the whole uh i think we are not marketing people and and that is yeah. something that you know we we need to market our business a bit better because it is about all of this fancy stuff as well right the whole track and trace but also the whole ordering platform and the fact that that you 
that you can connect the dots within a couple of seconds. So, uh, so yeah, we have we have some work ahead of us to share to people that it is much much more than just trucks and warehouses. But well, that's what I was saying in terms of an image issue. You know, when I, you know, and I'm not within supply chain itself properly like you guys are, but when I have, I have to explain regularly, what is supply chain? What does that mean? Uh, and then unfortunately, either you get down to the simple explanation of it's moving goods from place to place that elicits a, an idea in people's head that it is trucks and, uh, mm-hmm. and trains and logistics and so forth. But as you said, I think it was Annika, that we're, we're in a very disruptive age right now. You know, the, the profession is very disruptive. What can we do or what can the profession do to attract top talent? I personally do believe that the earlier you get them, the better. Um, so I do think that um, we could actually do a lot more work directly at universities or schools even and try to really with a very simple use cases explain what we do. And I'm also a big believer of actually bringing people in for a short period of time to kind of show them on the job on what is it that we're actually doing. Because at the end of the day, I mean, theory is just theory. The moment you get a student in, for example, maybe a thesis or maybe just in a yeah, kind of two week session in the company with a small project, which is kind of end to end set up. I do think this is one of the big challenges um, to overcome then really. Um, in order to get those talents attracted. So I think that's one. Um, And I think two is actually, from a recruiting point of view, get actually the internal HR people as a business partner involved in the things that we're doing, because that's from a company point of view, of course, where things start. So the moment the HR person who at the end of the day is actually recruiting the talents out there, they understand that it's so much more than just moving boxes and, and driving trucks. I think that is a huge benefit because they will kind of picture that, of course, the moment they speak to the candidates and they will give it a completely different story. So I think that's two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with the fact also that our, our recruiters, that, they, that we need to onboard them exactly what, about what supply chain is because if they don't understand it, we also get the wrong profiles. But to get a bigger pool of, of, of people, exactly at at uh, university probably where we where we need to share okay what kind of cool things we're doing get them you know on a on a on an internship or whatever to to see that that it is not about trucks and um and that we are about uh, all digitalization and um uh and indeed uh, getting the becoming a, a value creator for the company versus a cost center yeah I mean, I think, I think uh, there's so much innovation taking place in supply chain right now. We're talking regularly about digital yeah. transformation. We're talking about AI, machine learning. We're talking about uh, the different expectations of, of consumers influencing the way that biz- business is working. You know, there's never been a more exciting time, I think, to get into supply chain. Um, let's go back to the diversity in general. I mean, so once we, we're talking about a, a, an image issue, you know, we're talking about the fact that it's difficult to recruit people uh, because of this image issue. But let's let's say we overcome that once we actually get diversity into the biz, into the business, whether it is gender diversity, race diversity, age diversity. Um, how do we retain top talent in organizations? Well, if I, if you know, and that is something that I think is um, is is something that is personal to every person as well. We need to tailor it 
almost to the to the person itself. But I what I want in my career is not something that my neighbor probably wants in my career. So what I think is we need to lay out very clearly what are the options. What is actually a supply chain, um, you know, uh, career path that you can have. Uh, and it's also different, I think, for, for every every company, uh, bigger or smaller. But I think laying out the options and sharing, okay, what, what you can do is something very important. And I've been reading that, you know, some companies now say that the supply chain folks are going to be the CEO of the future. And, and I truly believe that. And I, I think that's an exciting outlook for the ones who would want to become a, a CEO. Yeah, I agree on that. I think the dialogue is actually key to success here as well. Um, it's all about talking to each other rather than kind of talking about each other. And I, I do actually think the experiences I made was that sometimes people actually struggle themselves to tell you what they want. Um, so if you ask a question and you sit down and actually speak to your team members and you kind of mapping out a development plan, um, even for them, it's sometimes super difficult to grab that. So I think one key is, is actually to, to speak to them and to openly address that, you know what, we believe you have potential. Um, and let's think about the different options and kind of the pieces of the puzzle, how they can fit together and how you can as well try and error really on what you're really strong in and where you really would love to work in. Um, and I do think a good mix of different experiences is probably key. But I agree with you as well, Annika. I think at the end of the day, we also have to admit that not everyone wants to be the new CEO of the future. So sometimes for people, it's just fine if they have actually a solid work, which, which maybe does not change on a regular basis. And they can yeah. still be a talent in that area that they actually work in. So I do agree that I think it needs to be tailored and it, it, it needs to be constantly checked in really. Is this still what you want or have you actually coming out of the recent experience potentially have shifted your mind as well? So I think it's a lot of work and um, it will as well require a lot of attention from a leadership um, point of view really, because this is true people management rather than operational day to day stuff that we need to do. And I think the key is that, that we actually find the time on both sides really to have those conversations and to then be as well flexible and um, just try it out because maybe the solution is not there yet and maybe no one has actually tried it before. Yeah. No, and I think what is great about the supply chain function is that we are close to a lot of other functions. So, yes. you know, we are very close to operations because we, you know, we work with them to get to the capacity, if there are downtimes, etc. We are very close also the financial uh, part because we need to financialize our forecast. We're very close to sales because everything we do in the end turns around the customers and we work with them on, on forecast. We get customer complaints or we work with them on time in full. So I think as supply chain, you're really the spider in the web. And I see sometimes people that come from other functions to supply chain because they, they like it. But also some people that come from supply chain and go to a sales function or to a finance function. But I think it's also great because from supply chain, you have that kind of helicopter view where you can look at all kinds of areas in the organization uh, and, and, and get a kind of sneak preview on, on what happens there. So but I think all the supply chain is, sorry, is, is a kind of a, um, an engine or for, uh, for talent to, uh, for the rest of the organization. Well, what I was going to say then is that it, it then works really well when you have diverse teams. Because if yeah. you've got that kind of diversity within the function anyway, in terms of the ability to, uh, to see different types of 
areas, whether it's sales or you know operations or what have you, um, if you bring people to the team with different points of view, they will then add tremendous value, won't they? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. And that's also and why it's good if of talent from other departments comes to supply chain to get indeed that, that different perspective. Do you think? Do you think that over the last uh, 10, 15 years, or at least within your professional careers within supply chain. Uh, have you seen the industry change? Um, the reason I ask this is I, I've been putting together supply chain events and working in supply chain for a long time as well. And I remember being at the beginning, probably one of maybe only two or three women within these events. Now I'm noticing there's more diversity. Still, we're still not there, but are you noticing a, a change? I think yes. Um, so if I look back actually in the, in the companies I used to work in, as well as in the teams actually, um, I can actually say that they have been pretty diverse. So we had all sorts of age groups, we had all sorts of um, geographies actually joining, we had different experiences, and we had a good mix in terms of gender diversity as well. Um, and I do think um, kind of the spider in the web um, picture that Annika just painted, I do think that that is um, as well more and more actually coming to life because a lot of people actually just from their personal motivation like to get different perspectives on the topic and they realize I think themselves on how important that is in order to picture how actually your interfaces would now act and how different consumers would feel about whatever change you're about to do. So I do think that we made already a big step on that. I think sometimes we just need to be a little bit more brave even and, and even try out more because um, every now and then you still come back to these traditional approaches where people actually would want to stay in their companies for 20 years on the same job and they don't realize how important it is to, dip, to get those different perspectives. So yeah, I think we, we've come away. Um, I think um, daily life actually shows it already. However, there's still huge opportunity out there. Yeah. No, indeed. So uh, I agree. We 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 came uh, we came already from from somewhere, and uh, but there is still a, a path to go. But uh, the fact that uh, companies now start to recognize that supply chain is important for them, and that they need to have that talent, and we see younger talent, including females, uh, rising, and that is very nice to see uh, the, the, the the yeah the leaders of the of the future. So I I think we're I agree. We are on the on the on the right track. We talk a lot in, in this podcast about the future of supply chain and uh, the future of the industry. We talk a lot about digital transformation. I, I want to bring it back to the future of work. Um, I, you know, I can imagine how 15 years ago, the idea of working from home was not necessarily something that was uh, uh, talked about even or even encouraged, whereas now the, the, how, how has the industry changed in terms of the function uh, that will then change the future of work, in your opinion? Well, if I think about the supply chain of the future, and that's maybe not very encouraging for people who want to, to work in supply chain, but I think we should run the supply chain with just a couple of people that are focusing yeah. on you know, key decisions that we cannot make by robots, artificial intelligence, or data. I mean, that is how I think, well, that's long, long, long term, but in the end, you know, our, our systems will be all, you know, automated, integrated, automated, and we will have artificial intelligence who, who makes decisions. 
Hopefully our warehouses will be automated. Our trucks will be uh, completely uh, automated as well. So, so that's how I, how I really see it. And that, that what you need is then also the different level of workforce, right? So you need people that can really, you know, uh, make these tough decisions on the spot and connect the dots that, that our sophisticated systems will not be able to do. So I see actually the level of the workforce going up in the next years because we will have all kinds of tools that will take away the repetitive work, the order entry, all of all of the, the stuff that, that actually is is not so adding value. And we will focus on a lot of value-adding activities that can deliver more value to our, our customers. I, I agree. And I think in, in terms of future and work, Maria, as well, um, I think, well, technology obviously has come a, a long way as well. Um, so today, no matter where you are, you can actually always access your emails, you can always look at your apps, and you're always connected already. So I think um, in terms of the enablers are already existing. I think sometimes it's the mindset and in traditional companies especially, which does not yet exist, that gets us down to a level of trust that of course is required in order to, to do the things that potentially need to be done. And I think one, one big lever to come likely from my point of view is actually kind of in the light of co-creation and co-work. So I think we used to be in a, in a period, especially in supply chain, where we wanted to be top secret and we kind of did the things we, we thought we needed to do within our own four walls. And I think we're now already entering actually um, kind of the phase of a lot more open dialogue where companies would even reach out to their main competitors um, in, in the industry and try to figure out, you know what, um, we've actually come across that hurdle. Um, we noticed that you have done something similar. Are you open to actually have a conversation about that? How we jointly potentially can learn from that and get better. So I think in, in the, we're already there again. However, not a lot of companies do that. And I think the entire world of co-creation and co-work will be a huge lever for the future again, which will open up a lot of silos um, that we still have. And then again, hopefully bring a positive aspect to the, um, to the reputation of supply chain as well. So collaboration seems to be a very important part of, of working within the supply chain of, of today and the supply chain of the future. Um, what kind of skills do you think that the new supply chain professionals will need to have? Well, I think they will. The first one is is great stakeholder management, influencing skills. Because I think, as as I explained before, as we we are the spider in the web, um, we have, that comes with a big responsibility. We see a lot of things before others will see it. So I think we need to and and uh, we need to make sure that we are very good communicators in translating in uh, it's what we see into decisions, in um, priorities that need to be taken by people who maybe not always see that because they're, they're, they're not there yet. So I think that is, that is a skill that, uh, that we would definitely require. Yeah, and I think the, the other one is um, listen is a very important skill, actually. And, and then the light of that is be able to ask the right questions. Because to your point, Annika, in terms of business partnership, I totally agree. However, sometimes your business partner does not really know what is required in order to solve the problem. And human beings always intend to kind of provide a solution already. Um, that solution, however, may not solve the problem. So I think um, 
the communication and influence skills in the light of ask the right questions and don't give up even if the question actually may sound totally stupid until you personally think you have now understood where the key issue lays is one of the top things. And then the moment you have taken the decision and understood what needs to be done, I think you need a bit of boldness and breath in order to kind of potentially fight the windmills and, and just get this decision across anyone who needs to actually support you on that. So you need to be a bit of um, yeah, self-confidence um, in order to drive that forward. So a good communicator, a good listener, um, someone with the ability to think quickly on their feet. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you know, that it has to be someone from an engineering background or from uh, a STEM background. It could be anybody from um, any kind of background, really, which, is, which I think has changed a lot in uh, how it was 10, 15 years ago. Um, what advice would you give to the supply chain director today who is looking to build a diverse team in terms of retaining talent or what work recruiting talent and start there and retaining talent? I think number one is at the moment you actually recruit the talent. I think again, um, get out of your own comfort zone and um, don't necessarily take the person that is like you. Um, because that's again, a human thing. Um, we always like to be kind of, um, we like to have people around us that are similar to us. And I think during recruitment, um, that's always the biggest challenge. The moment you actually find someone who maybe is a bit special, you may actually think, ooh, that is very special. I'm not so sure. Um, I think take actually the, the, yeah, take the candidate and give them a chance because usually there's something great that will actually come out of that. I think that's the first one, get out of your own comfort zone. And in terms of retainment, I think the advice to the supply chain director from my side would be take the time in order to spend time with your team members. Um, it is super difficult with all the things we have going on on a day-to-day -day basis. However, um, witnessing on how they develop, witnessing on how they act in different meetings and asking them and provide feedback so that you actually are the coach that they potentially need um, is very important and will make sure that you actually get to whatever you needed to go. Yeah, no, I agree. So, you know, typically we, when we recruit and we say we need this and this and this as capabilities, but potential, you know, attitude, passion, uh, people that really are open to learn and moldable, uh, that is something I would definitely, uh, you know, look for. Uh, and what you also say, look for diversity in the team. Don't uh, get all the same profiles in, in the team because they will all say the same stuff. So you need sometimes a rebel to get, uh, you know, more out of the team, of course, in a positive way, right? So, uh, but that can push the team to think a little bit out of, out of the box. And then, indeed, to retain, and it's, it's all about communication, being transparent, talking about what the future can be, what do they want, what is the, op the, the options in the company. And, um, and I think that's, that's the most important, open communication about expectations. I, th I think, I think um, with regards to trying to bring in new talent as well, what issues do you think that we have to overcome in order to try to attract people from diverse backgrounds? You know, issues that perhaps at the moment we have with the industry itself. Do you think we're going into the right places to find people? Are we going to traditional places to find people? Should we be looking elsewhere? Uh, what can we do as professionals? What can you do as supply chain directors to try to find talent from different diverse backgrounds? I think the one is that you were touching on earlier, Maria, it's really the future of work and the flexibility at work. I think that is sometimes a showstopper, no matter if it is location or if it is working hours. 
I mean, if you're looking for a talent who has a family that potentially lives abroad and they can't take their children out of school, offering those people actually a day or two working from home makes a huge difference. So I think the flexibility of work is, is one. I think the second one is actually as well the environment that they will work in, no matter if it's actually their working space or if it is the technology they are, they are getting to use. Um, I think we underestimate those things, especially for young people. So offering a young, a young talent actually um, an iPhone and a Mac makes a huge difference um, comparing to offering him or her a desktop um, where they should work from in an office that is actually ugly. Um, so I think we totally underestimate those things. And in terms of corporate identity and our brand values, I think um, kind of touching them by their, by their feelings and their emotions makes a huge difference as well. So I think back to Annika probably, we're not good at marketing those things. I think we need to in order to actually show them what great things they will be able to be achieve and to be able to influence if they would actually join the team. Yeah. Providing meaningful jobs, I would I would almost say, right? So yeah. if you you know if you give them the environment but where they really feel they can make a, a difference to the values that matter to them. So, um, you know, if, if we are in a, in, a, in a company that works on sustainability, I mean, we need to make sure that that, that employees understand that. But also then, uh, if we give them um, an iPhone, but then they need to manually type orders from one system to the other, that is not what I call meaningful jobs. So, so I think the technology in the future of supply chain will only help to provide more meaningful jobs that people will really feel that they can impact something because they will be working on exception management on really uh, collaboration eh, with customers uh, but also with the other functions and that is why I think uh, supply chain is such an exciting place to be because we are working with everybody and, and connecting the dots and adding value. I think I, I'm going to circle back to the same issue which is the image issue. I mean speaking to both of you I, I get excited about the, 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 the supply chain function um, but how do we communicate that effectively to the world, not just to, you know, to people within our own businesses. How do we communicate effectively the fact that supply chain is so exciting right now? And do you think, well, I, I guess, look, the question, well, I was going to say, the question is probably, are your companies or are the companies in general communicating the importance of supply chain? I, I don't think that all companies understand it yet. And I think that's also why it is difficult. Also, companies need to understand how, how we can drive value versus being a cost center. And I think it starts with that. But in the company that, that these, these people that are in supply can get important jobs, so people see, ah, okay, this is not the marketing person anymore that becomes the CEO, but it is now the supply chain person that, that can make it. So, um, and then I hope, you know, on, on, on talking so passionately about it, uh, in the business, but also here on this forum, but also when we go out to universities, then we can um, can get some of that enthusiasm uh, to, to pass. But it's it's something that you need to repeat and repeat and repeat, I think. And I think I'm learning from, learning from the best in parentheses is probably a good advice here. I mean, if we look at people or companies like Amazon, um, they make a great job in exactly that. Um, so if you look at Amazon, what they actually do in terms of their supply chain activities, that is amazing. Um, are they, are they um, perfect? Probably not. I'll bet if you actually look on the spend that they have within these areas, that's a different conversation to have. However, in terms of the competitive advantage that supply chain brings, that is the perfect example to look at. 
um, and they do a great job in promoting that actually. Um, and I think if, if we actually learn from that and figure out on, on all the little bits and pieces that they actually do, if we just watch ourselves maybe for a week and how often we kind of get connected to that and how often we'll actually realize that, we will as well be able to, um, yeah, to agree on certain things that we need to do in order to be more vocal around the, the future, really. I think it's, it's it, the trouble that every executive has isn't it? Which is, how do you run your day-to-day -day business? How do you run, you know, with the craziness that you're dealing with, the issues, because everybody will have issues that you're overcoming, whilst at the same time doing the really important things that you're passionate about, that remind you as, as to why you're in this industry. What parting advice would you give to your fellow supply chain directors to help drive this topic forward? Well, I think the first one is probably never give up um, because exactly as you said, you need to perform and transform at the same point in time. Um, um, I think the second one is actually be authentic in everything that you do um, because going out there and trying to convince someone of some, something you may not even believe in is not a great thing to do. So if you're not convinced that this is the right time to have those conversations, I think you need to go back to the root cause and fix that first. And then with right shoulders, um, lots of simple examples, go out there and, and keep communicating. Identify the key influencers, no matter if it's internal or if it's external, actually. And just go out there and talk about the great things that you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, and, and something I would like to add is uh, also just to your audience. If you talk to a business leadership team, you should make sure that you convey a message that is, you know, linked to what the business wants. If you talk to a university, you should convey a, a, a different message. So adapt your message uh, on how great it is to the audience so, uh, so you can really get the whole buy-in. I think also one of the key things to do is to point out the people that are doing well, uh, that are leading by example, you know, having diversity, you know, uh, within your teams and propelling, you know, I guess uh, uh, putting those people forward and putting them up into this spotlight to make sure that other people see that there is an opportunity here, no matter what you look like, what kind of background you come from. You may not be a traditional supply chain person, but yet you probably are bringing some great ideas to the table. Uh, it, with, in that note, thank you very much to both of you for joining us. Clearly, you're doing some very interesting work uh, and you're both passionate about supply chain. And I think hopefully together we can all uh, bring forward uh, the attention that the industry needs in order to attract and keep top talent. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I appreciate your being on the show and uh, hopefully we'll uh, see you very soon at one of our next events. Thank you very much uh, for everything, Karina, Annika. Thank you. Thank you.